Welcome to the Beyond the Sidelines podcast, episode two. My name is Finn, and joining me, as always, is Angus and Campbell. Yeah, one in the can, yes. boys. One Hello, in the boys. can. Sorry Hello, to everyone. Interrupt you there, Campbell. Quick oh. shout out to the Brisbane Lions. Seven wins in a row. Campbell, put your mic back up to your face, please. I don't want to talk about it. No, you do want to talk about it because no, we've been talking about it. We're a sports podcast, and that's what we do. I don't want to talk about sports no. today. Campbell. <laughs> Campbell. Seven wins in a row. Unlucky, but mate. Their Come seventh on. came against two, <sighs> Campbell. Having a bit of a lapse here. Western Bulldogs. Western Bulldogs. And wait, what team do you support, Campbell? The Western Bulldogs. No way. <laughs> Funny that. Funny that. Did you uh, No it? way. No way. <laughs> and you we went, didn't speak about this before. You went to the game, didn't you? I did. How was that? How was it to how was it hearing the Lions team song after the game, knowing that the Lions had won and your team had lost? Well, you know what hurts more mm. is that they've also won more premierships than us in the whole history. Mm. So, mm. sucks well, to be a doggy's crap. Well, the doggy's going to have to wait another 60 years for a I was shot at the, the last grand the final as well, so I'll be 80 rolling around at the grand final. <laughs> <laughs> another, another 60 years, another 60 years. Yeah, yeah. bloody hell. Yeah. Well, no, um, we've actually, look, for a team that's trying to make a push for the finals, playing like dog. Which That's is suitable because suitable. we are, pardon, pardon the pun, yeah. but we are playing like dog shiter. Just um, keep it PG, please. Yeah, you say it in German, automatically yeah. PG. Yeah. That's how it works. <laughs> That's how it works. Anything in German? Yeah. Clean. Are we actually going to get onto a topic here today? I, don't, I, don't I reckon we just sit here I don't and really talk. Want to. I, I'd rather just speak German for the rest of the podcast. Okay. okay personally. Guys. All right, so. Let's let's touch on the week that was. The week uh, that was. The, uh, was. Well, let's. Important results. Mm, let's stick on AFL or the code of AFL while we're at it. Um, big game in the NFL, and you know what? Lions are just killing it on all fronts at the moment. Fifteen you guys saw- from fifteen. Unreal. Great to see Unreal. it from the Nefil boys. Like, mm. uh, as much as the result for senior boys really upset me. Yep. Um, the Nefil boys. I mean, we've got a few mates in that team. Fantastic work. They absolutely smashed second place. You wouldn't have seen this coming at all, not would at you? All. It was one of our Just... matches to watch, and oh, yeah. it was not a match to watch, scoreline-wise. Score line but, like, what? It was away, too. It yeah. was away. It was You're down at Southport. By 100, 100 points, yeah. Like, it's but... ridiculous. How, how, why does this... Is the competition not good enough for the Lions? But like, surely it hasn't been like this but all the where time. Where do they go? Because the Lions, you're not going to move the play, twos. They can't play the VFL. VFL. No, you can't because it's you play in different conditions. You play against different opponents. I so say, what? What do you do? Because, I mean, the thing is, it's not. You can't be like, oh well, it's Queensland. Like they've, it's Queensland footy. Like, exactly. It's not as good. The GWS, not, yeah. Gold Coast Suns, and Sydney Swans, number twos are all in that competition as well. And GWS, great senior side. Sydney, traditionally great senior side, great talent coming through, I assume. They do pretty well every year in the AFL, won a few years. How can a team be this dominant, guys? This is just insane. Ridiculous. Seven wins in a row for them. Unfortunately, the last one came against my boys, but... Did it? Moving on! (laughs) Let's talk about something else. (laughs) I don't want to talk about this anymore! (laughs) I was at the game, and you know what was worse? I posted stories about it as well on yeah, our account. Yeah, you had to post the stories, the uh, the update of the game. Uh, I um, was like, Bulldogs looking to make a comeback in this game. <laughs> Did not make a comeback. Bulldogs, tell you what. please make a comeback and in this game. And then I had game. to... Fi- good. The fi- final one was, 
Well-deserved win from the Lions. Oh, <laughs> as the tears really were rushing hurt. down Did your you face. Did you drink with a few light beers? Mate? A few light beverages, a bit of a 4X gold, mm. not, a, not a sponsored post. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, look, it was a tough game. Lions played well. I mean, Dogs played terribly, and they didn't deserve to win at the end of the day. Um, Lions played a great game. So just I'm just going to butt in, Campbell. We can talk about this all day, and why do you want to? I'd rather not. Um, anyway, in the GPS, my boys also lost. They did. Yeah. Brisbane Grammar it was a, School. It was too. a tough weekend for you, wasn't it? Look. See, not the greatest. I think you should just stop watching sport, mate. Yeah. I reckon I'll let you guys take the podcast from now on. I might just head off. I mean, I'll just... <laughs> I'll head out. Thank you. That was just a joke. That's a bit of a... Bit of a prank from Beyond the Sidelines. No, but a uh, pretty good weekend of GPS. Okay, that was the most unfunny thing I've yeah, ever was, seen. That was terrible, boys. That was terrible. But that's what we do. We try to be funny until it is funny. Well, we don't I'm claim leaving. To be comedians. That, that was so fu- unfunny, I'm leaving. We, don't do we're it not again. comedians. Just go no, on. It, the, dude, joke, joke's old, man. Joke's old. Gussie, it's not funny. Sorry about that, guys. That's just uh, <laughs> unprofessional. Um, Welcome to the Walking Out the Door Hour. Yeah. With your host. Angus Bryan. <laughs> He's peeling a thumbtack out of the wall. Um, okay, You might not be comedians, but I'm in the ballpark. All right, big fellow, all right. Um, yeah, you look funny. Moving on to some results. <laughs> be... Yeah, funny looking. <laughs> no, so if we, if we keep looking at the GPS results, guys, similar to what I said last week, having a bit of deja vu. A little bit. The contenders stood up. They mm. really didn't did. Didn't they? And... Pretty much BBC. a carbon copy, wasn't it? And Pretty much. Last week. What more can we say? Gussie, we're going to be biased, but BBC, man, they look good. This is the second time in three weeks that they've kept the team to zero. Look and the old sports adage, guys, defence wins championships. Mm. Well, if it does, if that reigns true, well, BBC could be looking to end their premiership dr- oh, drought I, in 2019. I don't, want to, I don't want to get my hopes up. Oh, I don't, I don't year, want mate. to get my hopes up. I do it every year. Every year I was in school, it was the same story. Oh, BBC can win it this year. This year's different, Gussie. Could, could yeah, be on. this is could a new year for BBC Rugby. Look, we've still, we still haven't played. We still haven't right. played Ipswich. We still haven't played Nudgy, and we still haven't played Southport. No, um, other than that, and oh. ultimately, those games will be the... You know what is a promising we'll sign as well? We see the Battle of the Blue and White at Ross Oval. Great game on the weekend. Great history behind it, obviously, as well. We all know the history. But... If you're looking at Nudgy every year, contender, right? Every year. There's pretty much... I can't remember the last year where they weren't a contender. No. They're a football factory. And they kept Terrace to 31 points. Now, while there might be a bit more emotion behind it, BBC kept them to less. So that's harking on your point. I don't, I don't think point. we can compare it, games I, between different weeks, guys. But yeah, look, this is a big game for Nudgy. I know we said it last week, but if they mm. lost this... Arguably, their season's done and dusted. So but they haven't. So they're showing some dog. They're showing some mm. fight, and you know, Show, showing some dog. Have... Showing some dog. All right, let's not talk about dogs. All right, <laughs> we've had enough dog. Um, moving country, on. Big country. Yeah, moving on. Big country. <laughs> big country rivalry. We all kind of. Yeah, I was pretty certain of this result. There weren't really any upsets this week, if I'm being honest. No, no. I mean, I said I said it last week with the Ipswich Tourma game. I knew I knew Ipswich was going to get out to a lead and. 
yeah, they just carried on with it this week. 46 points. But certainly, certainly. Um, just Keeping too good. the rugby theme, we'll move mm-hmm. on to the Premier Grade stuff. Indeed. Kept the major and the minor semifinals at Ballymore. Our on boy, Fraser McWright. Mm. Scoring a try. Brothers, he did. Scoring um, a try for I brothers. Mean, is it our influence? Mm. Yes. It's either here no, or it, there. It is. It, it is. It I'm is, expecting full is. credit too. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. We no, pumped him up for the great weekend. Win for brothers. That was their first win over mm-hmm. Jeeps this season. It was. They showed some real fight there. Yeah. Great coming game, back. Guys. Yeah. Great game. 48 to 40. Yeah. That's what you, you don't like often see. see. 88 points scored in a game in of a rugby. semi-final. No. As well. In a semi-final. But, and weren't Jeeps? Jeeps were one of the best defensive. If not, they, they were, were the best defense. They were the best. Brothers. They basically get a bye week. They get a week off. They They'll do. move straight to the grand final. Chiefs have to do it the hard way and take on UQ, wow. who had a dominant performance against East. It was, it was great it's, being there. It was a tale of two games, really. Yeah. It was, it was uh, standing yeah, on. You were there. The Newstead Brewing Co. Hill at Ballymore. What it's called now? It is. Yeah. It is. Um, well, that makes sense. The East fans, in particular, very vocal. Were they? Very vocal oh, wow. throughout the whole game. Yep. Yep. Good uh, on them. Few guys probably even towards the end like beers, but uh, future many Newstead Brewery yeah. is not opposed, not no. a sponsor, <laughs> not a sponsor yet. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> the students they were a bit more tame, but were I think they? they were the ones laughing at the end of the day. Mm. I don't think you have to throw too much chat when your team wins by fifty-one points to twelve. Exactly. Yeah, it's and a bit unsportsmanlike at that point. There really. were also Smash. big results in the Colts in the Colts games. What were the results in the Colts games? Salt uh, Souths got up over Brothers. Oh, my mates one. are playing in that one. Ooh, 27-24. So, same thing. Souths move on. Brothers play in the prelim next week against uh, UQ. Who and that was at Ballymore as well. Yeah, all the mm-hmm. games are at Ballymore. It's a great mm-hmm. weekend of rugby. It'll be it a is. similar thing this weekend. Even juniors are at Ballymore yep. on the uh, side fields there, which is interesting. So, yeah, so Brothers will take on UQ in the Colts 1 prelim to take on South in the grand final. UQ are usually good in Colts as well due to the amount of Colts age people playing there. Mm, great bit of uh, journalism bit there, mate. Great insight. <laughs> and uh, in Colts too, South's got up over Bond University. Yeah. 40 points to 38, guys. Ooh. That's another great it's game. It's been a good weekend affair. of footy. And uh, they will take on... Uh, Bond will take on Brothers next weekend in the prelim. Mm-hmm. So interesting, interesting stuff. What about what's happening in the world of rugby league, Gussie? Well, the the QRL uh, round nineteen, we saw some pretty standard results. I was I was I saw them coming, um, and then one really surprising one that could have a real impact on that uh, final the Dolphins. placing the for Dolphins. each team. The Dolphins, yeah, um, big one, beating the Bears away from home, twenty Second to fourteen. Now, the Dolphins have pulled off a few of these sort of wins. Of course, they came from behind late, late against Ipswich. That was one of the best games I've seen. But um, they've also beaten the Falcons, who have been the, the best team all year. And now they've beaten second place in the Bears. So possibly the Dolphins could shake up this competition and maybe smoky. maybe go a long smoky. way to win it. They could. Um, and, you know, they're even pushing their case for an NRL side mm. even further. They've got a great supporter mm. base. I saw someone in the shopping centre the other day wearing one of their jerseys. So it really, once you see that, got to be an NRL team yeah. at that point, really. Mm. And then, of course, the Blackhawks and Falcons had quite easy wins against their opposition. They did, and those are two teams that are pretty dominant. Yeah, they're, they're, they're probably both going to make the finals now. And mm-hmm. uh, we didn't touch on it last week, but NPL NPL's heating up. It is heating up. There's yeah. only a few rounds to go. We'll probably be going to one this week. Oh, I hope so. hope mm. so. But, of course, there was the FFA Cup action on Wednesday. But mm-hmm. we'll do a big 
review on the FFA Cup round of 32 next week. We will indeed. That'll be interesting. There's some big games. Who's playing at Perry Park this week? Perry Park this week? That's the FFA Cup. Is it? Okay. It was one of the MPL games this week. No, the MPL stuff, that was... Probably the game of the round is the Gold Coast Knights versus the Brisbane Strikers. Mm. That's third versus fifth. The Gold Coast side are well and truly... There's a bit of daylight between third and four, uh, sorry fourth and fifth. I think the Strikers will still want to get a good win on the board after... Yeah, the game against the Phoenix on Wednesday. They will. Well, they're the Perry Park boys. Yep. But anyway, we had a great guest this week, all the way from the United States He of flew over especially. So. Especially for us. He did. He <laughs> Thank did. you, Bryn. Thank you, Bryn. Bryn Narong, of, formerly of BBC Tennis and currently of the Florida State University Seminoles. Here he is. All right, Bryn. So we'll be talking to you about uh, life in the US, yep. about college sport. Um, and about that process of going from, of course, originally in Australia with Brisbane Boys College and then getting that progression um, up to playing college sport. Um, of course, you started off with uh, Florida State University. Uh, you, you are at Florida State mm, University the currently. Seminoles, the Seminoles. Do they call it tennis yeah. team Seminoles as well? Yeah, yeah. Like that's our mascot. So I guess like Highlander yeah. of BBC so or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Highlander. Yeah. So oh, it's, it's like the equivalent. Um, yeah, Florida State Seminoles. Thanks yeah. for having me, guys, as well. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. At games for the tennis as well. How's the attendance? Uh, it's not like obviously not no like no football. ninety thousand people yeah. football games like we get. Uh, it it really depends. Uh, we play uh, our rival Florida Gators every year. We play yeah. them down in Orlando at like the uh, USTA National Campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got like a nice like college set up there, so they have the structure of the courts. Yeah, the way college matches go, and yeah. uh, we've. We've been leading in attendance in college tennis the past three years wow. with about I think two thousand people come to that one. Wow! That's and then great. the cool thing about that one is uh, we play like they stream it on Tennis Channel, which is oh, like sweet. I don't know the Fox Footy of American tennis. Mm. And uh, last year we had about forty five thousand people watch it on Tennis cool. Channel. So cool. so there's yeah. no, none of that kind of tomahawk no, stuff no, that they I mean, do at the football. I mean, because uh, Orlando's a lot closer to Gainesville where the games yeah. are. We don't we didn't get as many fans as they did there, but no, it's re- the, the support's really good and. Um, more importantly, the exposure for the sport of college tennis, uh, college sports in general, other than like the main ones, football, basketball, baseball, yeah. uh, tend to like struggle with exposure when they're like the level of them are just like really good at times. So uh, that's that's really important for us. Yeah, fair enough. And we were looking at your uh, some of your um, college tournaments, and we yeah. see a lot of them against. Um, the Florida teams. Yeah. Uh, we saw a lot of them against uh, UCF and yeah. the Gators and stuff like that. Is there much of a rivalry between the schools there? Um, it it really just depends. Uh, obviously, like there are just like the built-in rivalries, like Miami for us and uh, Florida. But uh, sometimes you'll just have like little chippy matches against teams that you've had like beef with, I guess, from the past. Uh, I know that like. Uh, I've spoken to other people that go to other colleges, and they said like, oh, although one school's our rival we just like hate playing this like we love playing this school because we just want to beat them so bad you know uh because ten- like on a roster of a college tennis team you only have about nine or ten people so get- it can like get pretty personal it's not like like it's a, like a any- one-on-one yeah uh it's, argument can yeah. be like can actually affect it it's not like a football roster no, where there's no. like 90 guys yeah, on the if, roster if or like, something if like the 90th person and the 90th person on the other team have a yeah. beef like no one, no one really cares but um no, yeah, we uh, play a lot of Florida teams. Florida is probably one of the strongest states for tennis. De- actually, definitely is one of the strongest mm. states for tennis. The weather would help that out. Yeah, as well. exactly. Um, playing outdoors most of the time. 
yeah. nice and hot as well. So, uh, yeah, this year we played, I'd say, seven or eight Florida teams and never an easy match, you know. And which is the biggest rivalry between? Is it you and the Gators, you and the U? Like... Um, for tennis, that yeah. is? Oh, uh, that's tough. I mean, I'd say Wake Forest and UNC. So that, they're yeah. both in our conference. We get to play them every year, which is a good opportunity. Both really good teams. Uh, they've been not only the top in our conference, they've been... Uh, Wake Forest won last year won the national championship uh, UNC and Wake actually they played each other in the semis of the yeah. NCAAs this year and they they have had a few like really close matches which which have gotten pretty chippy and stuff so I'd say that's one of the top rivalries uh, Virginia who are also in our conference um, they've had some tough matches with other teams so yeah like the ACC conference in general is, is really strong for tennis and uh, it's just really cool to be a part of that and like some weeks you'll be playing guys who like if they weren't in college, they'd be playing professionally. So it's a really cool opportunity. And you mentioned those teams that may not be traditionally the biggest rivals, yeah. but because of things that have happened on the courts between yeah. personal players, yeah. there becomes a rivalry between yeah. those teams while that group of guys are in the squad. Yeah. Do you guys have any teams like that at the moment? Or not uh, allowed to say? Or? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of tough. We uh, There are just little things, but they, they really get like forgotten about because... Like if the guy's a senior, he's done the next year. So the the like tension isn't really there. Um, our number one and the Florida Gators number one, go, they get a bit chippy every time they play. But that's just because they're both really really good players uh, to really high level. Um, and uh, yeah, they just like sometimes let the emotions get the better of them. But it's always just really good tennis to watch. And uh, yeah, I just can't think of any off the top of my head, which is a good thing, I guess. Fair enough, fair enough. And for someone who's maybe not as versed in tennis, yeah. what's something in a tennis game that is kind of the equivalent to, say, an origin fight? Or what is one of those things? Is it chat between the two? Uh, no, it's actually, it's really tame. Like, it's really, mm. like, petty stuff, to be honest. I kind of wish it was kind of like cricket, where obviously not having swings at each other like you are in origin. But, um uh it's it's just more like chippy stuff but I, I wish i wish it was a bit like cricket where you could just like throw a bit of chat but like no one really does it because you're right like next yeah. to the person the what, whole time what would be a bit of tennis sledging oh, mate i i wish there was some like to, to to be like to have so um i'm just trying to think like, well what's the worst one you've uh, copped i mean uh one of my uh i haven't copped any but uh when we were playing duke in accs this year uh Obviously not their basketball team, thank goodness. Not playing, <laughs> not playing Zion Williamson or anything like that. Oof. But uh, yeah, when we were playing them, one of the guys was just—he was being like super energetic and everything like that. And uh, after it was—he was a senior as well. And if Duke didn't beat us in the ACC tournament, their season was done. So that that was like potentially his last match. And he was being super chippy with us and like super just like in our face. And then after the match, uh, we beat them four-two. And he was actually the one of the deciding matches, so he lost at the very end. And he was he was doing the same thing during a singles match too. Uh, one of my like teammates, when we all like shook hands at the end, he just told him to like enjoy retirement or something like that. Like the, it doesn't really get that bad. Um, one other one I just actually thought about was uh, I actually really liked this one. Um, we were playing Auburn, and uh, I was in the doubles lineup, and I was playing number two with my partner. So it's three doubles teams. I was playing at the number two spot, and then uh, before the um, before the match, the coaches have a um little meeting just to talk about the lineups and if there's any like stacking they'll like say oh like this guy shouldn't be playing there or whatever and the auburn coach came up to the referee and my coach and said oh like this brindarung guy he's playing number two doubles like he's not that good he should be playing number three like the number three pairs a lot better and uh i was like uh I, d I didn't know that and then Dwayne goes oh no no like 
keep it at two and the referee was like oh no like i'm okay with that keep it at two and then one of the other coaches came up to me when we were warming up and just like whispered behind me and just said like show him how good you are today and i was like what do you mean he goes oh auburn coach said you shouldn't be playing two like show him how good you are today so uh as we're going along our number one pair won their doubles our number three pair lost their doubles so it came down to our doubles match and uh we beat their number two pair seven five in the breaker and uh on match point as we won my partner hit a serve the guy missed the return long and like usually you go to your partner and celebrate the coach was like about three meters from me on the bench there i just stared him in the face and just like pumped my chest and just yelled let's go in his face didn't give him a latent hewitt no no nothing nothing Uh, missed opportunity man missed um, opportunity and then uh yeah first person i went and shook hands with after i shook hands with the opponents and referee was that guy and just said yeah thanks mate (laughs) and uh thanks for the motivation and uh yeah that's as bad as it gets i'd I'd like to talk a lot about the uh process of american sports so would you think it's a, a good idea for maybe youngsters in Australia to consider going overseas to America? Def- definitely. Uh, um, what, the, just the biggest thing is just like America's bigger with everything, you know, uh, and that can be a good or a bad thing. But for college sports, it's nothing but a good thing. Um, the facilities over there are second to none. Uh, I, I'm in facilities, obviously, like their main, main purpose is for the football team, but all the other sports teams use them. Uh, but... Um, like just the facilities there are incredible. Our physio room is like t- five times the size of what the Broncos physio room would be or anything like that. Um, we have like hot, cold tubs. We have uh, like a chiropractor comes in once a week for us just for free, like um, massages sometimes. Like the gym is incredible. I mean, you could even find photos of this online. It's just like state of the art stuff. Um, and then we have like, like as far as gear goes, I mean, if you're playing tennis in Australia, for example, you got to fund all of your travels all of your gear over there when we're playing for the school have, don't have to pay for anything we get meals every day uh paid for obviously have a budget of like 15 16 bucks but um get that paid for uh we get six rackets a year with a bag and uh sounds i mean like the, I'm, sounds I'm, like the perfect life yeah, to be yeah i mean uh, from a sports perspective yeah uh and uh yeah so like i'm, I'm wearing a polo right now from, from fsu i've got like a ton, like ton of this stuff at home um, just like that sort of stuff, it's it's really cool. Um, but for for young people who like who are like kind of considering it, I like um, fully support it. Uh, if if you find the right place, it's definitely the definitely the right thing to do, and that's um, one thing you really got to focus about focus on in the process. Well, what about tennis specifically? To make it as a tennis player, do you have to go to the states? No, I mean it really just depends. So I, like I can uh, full on Dane Sweeney here. He's twenty one in the world right now for juniors, right? So that's incredible. Uh, he he's gonna try go professional straight straight away after high school. Uh, that's like they're the two doors that you have to choose between when you like come out of the junior circuit unit. You either need to say right, like I'm gambling, I'm gonna put all my eggs in one basket and go pro, or you got to say right, I'm gonna play the safe card, I'm gonna go to college, I'm gonna develop uh, not only my game as a player, but more importantly as a person, and then most importantly, I'm gonna have a plan B, I'm gonna have a degree behind me. Um, so you never know when like an injury is going to hit you, um, back injuries, anything in tennis is like, it can happen like very quickly. So to have that plan B is really good. I mean, personally, my ambitions of going professional aren't as strong as some other people, but even if, even if they are, I, I, I really, uh, strongly support the college system, even if your ambitions are professional. Well, you mentioned the junior circuit, so I guess that's a pretty good segue. Mm-hmm to how you started playing tennis. Yep. So can you tell us a bit about that? Well, uh, yeah, I actually, 
like tennis was a sport I didn't play till a lot later. Um, I mean, when I say later, I'm say 11 years old, but uh, I mean, we played rugby together at Kenmore Bears. Bears yeah, under 12. So uh, we played all the way up till under 12s. I was there since I was about five or six years old, like loved my rugby. And then, but then I just like, same with swimming. I swam a lot, quit, quit that at about 14, 15. And uh, I kind of just like sat down one day and I was like, you know what, like I can just keep playing like five sports and just be like, okay at all of them um, or I can just like not really throw all my eggs in one basket but like actually put my mind down to one sport and just see see where it takes me so I picked tennis up at 11 for, like for, through BBC just played for the school uh, kind of just really enjoyed the team aspect of it because at tournaments you're by yourself so I really enjoyed that and then from then on the rest so, is so you're not really into team sports no I am like uh, that's the part I loved about it okay, right. yeah okay. so I love the team aspect of tennis. So at tournaments, it's all individual. Um, like all the junior tournaments, like I played doubles with my brother just like across the road at the UQ courts last weekend. And it was just like you individually enter yourself and then that's it, you know? So GPS is very unique in high school tennis, like in Australia, like there aren't many team tennis tournaments in Australia. So that was really good that um, I've been exposed to that. And uh, so when I got to college, I already understood like what being a, like part of a team was and the culture and everything like that. Uh, you mentioned BBC. Yeah. Um, how did BBC play uh, a role in your tennis career? Like, a, was it a really important part? No. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, so, I actually I practiced there last night, and uh, there's a big board there with all the BBC players that have gone to the US for college. And since 2008, I'm the 17th person. Like, I'm just wow. I'm just another name on the list. You know. Wow. Uh, we've had some like incredible players go through, and that's that's the kind of one of the things that like attracted me to the sport. So I started playing through the school and then I see all these guys like coming back on their breaks. Like um, Hugh Clark went to Pepperdine, Ethan Wilkes at Mississippi State, uh, Jack Yader more recently went to University of Southern California, like incredible school. Um, you see like the, op the doorways that tennis has opened for them, like beyond the court. And you just think like that, that'd be an awesome opportunity. So like college tennis was always on my mind since like I picked up picked up the racket yeah. and what does a successful program like the bbc program how does that encourage the younger players to kind of push on and think hey i can actually go to the u.s or mm. i can play professionally how yeah. does that culture how many years have they won in a row now seven it's seven seven, yeah. seven seven years in a row how does that influence your career yeah and players careers coming forward mm. I, I guess i think the results just like have just come like naturally because you see like like for me, for example, like I looked up to say Jack Yada who went to college and then I knew to get to that point, I needed to go through that school system, be successful in the GPS, be successful with my like Australian ranking and whatnot. And then once I reach that point, I've I hopefully been like someone from like behind me who's a bit younger to be like, oh, Bryn narung has been able to do it like this. Like if, if I can just knuckle my head down for like a few months, a few like years, who knows, maybe like, like, it doesn't even matter what level you get to as long as like you're showing other people that you can use tennis as a sport to open doors for you beyond the court then like that's the most important thing and that's such a big thing at gps schools as well we see it at nudgy with the rugby you yeah. know year eight year seven kids they might not make the a's but they know hey uh rajan pasato is playing first and i, I want to play first and and they obviously go into great things he's signed with the rugby uh, with the brumby sorry and it makes such a big difference for tennis which is maybe not the most popular sport um but 
it certainly makes a difference when you see people going on further than just PBC. Yeah, exactly. Although it isn't like the most popular sport, you can still like get a lot out of it for yourself, I guess, which, is, which is what I kind of saw. I think you did a pretty good job at that because cast your mind back to that last ever BBC game. <laughs> yeah. Strive for five. Yeah, that was... That tunnel. No, that was, that was awesome. It was like a rugby tunnel. Yeah, well, it was maybe even bigger than the rugby tunnel. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you something about that night. Like, I, I just remember snippets. Like, yeah. the adrenaline was pumping so much. You like, jumped over the net. Yeah, every, the- everything, mate. Like, uh, I was actually speaking to Liam Franklin, my teammate, about it just like a few days ago. We caught up for a little bit. And he was the same. He was like, yeah, I only remember like a couple parts from it because we were just like so hyped up. And like, mate, they were, like, I mean, we were going to do the interview there, but we couldn't. But like um, the whole hill behind all the courts were packed. Like, And then uh, up in like the blocks of the school, there were like people on staircases and stuff trying to watch and everything. It was it was really cool to like to be playing that sport and doing so well for so long to like finally get like a recognition on a big stage like just for the team uh and just for the guys it was really cool um just almost like yeah see the hard work well, pay off. it is a bit sad that that's what it took for you guys to get that recognition because yeah. you've been so successful for so yeah. long but i don't know it's just great things to see no, yeah. it, it, it was, was it was like a rugby crowd yeah, it, it was, really was yeah, i struggled sure. to get a seat yeah yeah but i got one and yeah oh it's a, a great event it was a great event yeah and of course 2017 was a great year for you as well because because of the Australian Schools yeah. Uh, Championship, yeah, yeah. which you guys took out as yeah, well, yeah. BBC One. Yeah, that was the uh, that was the second time we've done it. So, 2014, uh, we had a really good team, and they they beat I think the King's School from Sydney in the final. And uh, yeah, t- 2017, like we knew we had the team to do it, and we just like said to ourselves, like, look, like if we just go down there, like play with nothing to lose, um, and just see what happens, just keep playing, see what happens. Uh, who knows where it's going to take us and we we were sitting there like about to play like a final for a national championship which is like the uh, like from a team perspective like our team perspective our dream so we just kind of let our let our game do the work and yeah it was it was a really special day especially for uh ryan hayes jacob hegedus and i like we were the seniors and like we were jumping in the pool at bbc two days later like it was like what a perfect great, timing great was, way to end yeah, the year it, as it was well a really yeah cool, a really cool way to finish it all off definitely and how does going from a program like bbc to fsu what's the transition like between the two it's really really helpful um like a lot of my teammates have just played junior tournaments they play on the like world junior tour like the itf junior tour they call it and uh all they do is just play for themselves play by themselves and then sometimes it takes a while to like have that transition it took me a while to have that transition into college uh in a different way but just like the way that uh bbc was able to like i was just like exposed to it at such a young age that i could um yeah i could just uh mimic what everyone else has done uh and yeah yep of course um i'm not sure if a lot of people have followed the uh tennis season back in australia um how did your uh college go um and how how how's the future looking uh yeah so we we had a pretty solid year uh we were pretty unfortunate with injuries. We have our number one uh, got injured in the first month of the season, which was tough. Uh, so everyone had to move up a spot, but everyone did an incredible job. Uh, we finished 25 or 26 in the country, which yeah, we, we were happy with. Uh, it was it was just tough with injury and like, most importantly, just like the memories, uh, we had a lot of, so in, in college tennis, uh, there's a, like potential seven points to get. So if it comes down to three all and there's one match on, like all your mates are on the sidelines just like waiting for you to win that match and if you win it on you like 
rush the court. It's like, it's probably one of the best feelings I've had during my tennis career. So uh, just like we ha we won about six of those matches. So just having that feeling of just coming out on top, like after tough matches has been really cool. And what's life like at FSU like as a university? What's the college campus um, like? What's the vibe? Yeah, I, I love it. Uh, so I visited a few other schools. Like it, it was weird. I, I visited like a hot, humid Florida FSU. And then I went to the desert in Arizona, visited the University of Arizona. And then I went to the beach and visited like Pepperdine or like in Malibu and then flew up to Seattle and visited the University of Washington, which is like rains 250 days a year. So I, I kind of, it was my first ever time in America when I did that. And I kind of just got a glimpse of like every different part of it. Uh, and I, I just, FSU was my first visit and I just loved it. And since then, the campus is really nice. The weather's obviously great. And uh, like the balance that they have between like school and sport there is really good. Uh, at, at every unit, it's really good, obviously. But um, yeah, and like now that I've been there for a year, the relationships I've now got with my teammates, with my coaches, with uh, people from other teams, it's been, yeah, it's been great. And how much of a consideration was the tennis program when picking the university? Or was it very much school, it, school first? No, it, it is big. Uh, like you obviously want to go to a school where you know you're walking away with a valuable degree. Uh, but at the same time, you spend, like I live with my teammates, you know, I'm living with these guys. Uh, I see my coaches for practice every single day. So uh, that's that's a huge part. Like you don't want to spend every day with someone you don't like, but I, I'm so glad I picked the, picked the right school. And, you know, I love the guys on my team. They're, they're, they're great guys. Uh, we have 10 guys on the team and we have pe people from nine different countries. So all over the world. And uh, it's been just a really cool experience. Yeah. And over the past few years, there's been a bit of a, um, I guess you can call it a stigma with um, Australian male tennis players. What do you say to that? Or what do you think is the reason? Or have you met these guys? And So this is a, like a perfect time to bring that up because Nick Kyrgios just won a tournament mm -hmm. over the weekend. And, uh, Washington. Yeah, he won Washington, yeah, which we, is a 500 event. I think we all saw the highlights yeah, as well. Mate, yeah, the, guys, the guy, like, I, I, I'm a big fan of him uh, personally. I just think, like, the media are tough on him obviously they're very very tough on him uh but when he can like put his head down he does it sometimes he he puts his head down for a week and he'll win the tournament or he'll put down his head for a week and he'll play an incredible match like at wimbledon he was he was pretty locked in there you could say uh and he almost took out nadal in like the second round but he did it in mexico earlier in the year he like got through the first two rounds like felt pretty good and then you could just see by the way he was playing like oh this guy's gonna win the tournament and i i said it to can't remember who I said it to last week, but he was in the round of 16 or the quarterfinals, and I said yeah, he'll win the tournament. Like he when he when he dials in, he's easily one of the best tennis players in the world. So you don't think he's maybe giving Australian tennis a bad name at oh, all by the way he carries on? No, he has, but it's just it's just tough. Like um, he he definitely has. Like I like I can't support like some of the things that he's done, but at the same time, I'm willing to definitely like willing to forgive him. And like I'm a huge fan of his. So. Um, and he knows that he, he even quoted like, uh, when he won the tournament, he said, yeah, I acknowledge that like, I'm not always perfect, but like I I'm growing as a person, which is again, the most important thing Like even just like from a year at college, you realize that like ev all, everyone on my team, my coaches, they stress it a lot. Like growing as a person is more important than growing as a tennis player. So Kyrgios is really focusing on that. And I think, I think he's going to really pop soon and yeah. break and, out. And you mentioned, um, being able to tell he's going to win the comp. 
Can you tell that with a lot of tennis players? Can you tell by body language, the way they're playing? What is kind of a tell that, oh, this person's got it? It's kind of the same in every sport, I guess. You, like, it's like the look in their eyes almost. Like you could tell he was like focused, you know? Mm. Um, sometimes you'll see tennis players and you'll be like, yeah, that guy's like completely dialed in. Like nothing is getting to him that day. Uh, but I, I, I just saw it particularly with him because you can see what he's like uh, when he's not locked in. So I saw that. Uh, and then with the top guys, you know, like Federer and Nadal Djokovic, the, that top three, when they're like, like when they're locked in, I mean, that Federer, uh, Federer Djokovic Wimbledon final was like an all timer just because yeah, yeah. like the, the most incredible thing about that match was there was so many tense moments and you just like didn't see them get rattled at all. Like, um, Federer would lose two match points and like you thought that was the, the end but he still hung, hung on and hung on for a few more days and uh he he ended up uh just going down in like the fifth set tie break but I saw a quote like Joe Flacco the quarterback for the, the Denver for Broncos Denver Broncos he, he yeah he said he said something about it he said like Roger Federer is just an incredible role model just the way he's he deals with the pressure same with Djokovic like the way they deal with pressure the way they face adversity with such class and maturity is just incredible well they're great role models but i think curios he's almost redefining what it means to be a tennis player because you look back at boxing 20 years ago and yeah. mike tyson muhammad ali yeah they were very good at promotion yeah exactly and that put bums on seats and at the end of the day like him or not he gets oh, he, he gets bums bums on oh, seats. He, he really gets bums on seats mate like as far as like a tournament director if i was a tournament director for like a tournament i'd want Federer, I'd want Djokovic, I'd want Nadal, and then I'd want the 50th best player in the world. I want Nikiros next because he is like sh he's showtime pretty much. Like, yeah. yeah, you want performers, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's all a show. It, it like it is all entertainment. You know, like people people tend for, to forget that they say, oh, like he's an embarrassment, like all this stuff, and I'm like, well, like he's entertaining, mate. Like you rock up to a Nick Kyrgios match, you have no idea what you're gonna get. Um, absolutely no idea. Uh, same with Bernard Tomic in a way. Like he can put on a show as well. Like. And like, I've, yeah, he, uh, he, can also, he, can also, yeah, he can also lose in 50 minutes. But uh, no, I, I actually, I met him once just very briefly, like at the Brisbane International. I was in a room with uh, the t one of the TSS coaches, just like having a chat to him. And he, he was waiting for Tomic. And he just walks into the room and sees the two of us. And like, he knows Caden. And he just out of his, like, like out of his own way, just comes up to me and goes, hey, mate, I'm Bernard. Nice to meet you. Like, oh, how do you know? Caden, like oh, all this stuff. So like, personally, I I can't. I, I my one experience with him has been great. You know, like I can't say anything bad about him. Sounds like a lovely guy. The way he treated me was great. Like I was like only fifteen or so at the time. So that was that was kind of cool to realize that. Like, that's when I really realized that like you can't trust everything that you see. So you got to wait until you had but experience. I think about the thing about tennis though is it's kind of like golf in that. Some people aren't willing to sit there for hours and hours and watch a ball mm. get hit back and forth. So with Kyrgios, he changes the yeah, game. He does, I, I yeah. want to keep going back to that, but yeah. we can look at him in a negative light. Or I don't know, I think Australia should embrace him almost. Yeah. I mean, like you just got to kind of have an optimistic view about it. I think now like everyone's just so, like just the prejudice of it is so set on like, oh, Nick Kyrgios, bad for Australian tennis, bad for Australian sport. Like, no, it should be Nick Kyrgios, entertainer like like great tennis um, player like absolute wild card. that's what you, you are as an athlete yeah, wild card. You're, you're an entertainer definition for him a wild card definitely yeah. and do you have any projections for before we finish up here yeah. any projections for fsu next year any goals going forward for yourself personally um no i just want to like just keep 
just keep chipping away, you know. Uh, I just play mainly doubles on the team, which I like. It's I, I prefer playing doubles. I think it's a lot more fun that you're out there with someone else. Keeps you relaxed and everything. But, uh, yeah, just, like, keep, as a team, just keep, like, chipping away and just getting better every day. And uh, as far as the football team, we had we had our worst season in 40 years last year. We, uh, yeah, we, had, we went, but it, it was only five and seven. It was the first time we'd had a losing record in four years, which is re- still very good. So, uh, it, it like it's it's going to improve a lot, which is um good for every sport because that's what brings in the money. Indeed. Uh, and uh, yeah, so it'd be cool to see FSU yeah. football. Well, they need a bright spark, and we hope you guys can be it for yeah. the program and for the yeah. school. Uh, but there we go. Yeah. yeah well, cheers, Brent. I think it's Matt. very interesting that you chose tennis for a team sport. No, <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, great stuff. Great chatting no with you, mate. And, yeah. uh, Thanks for having me. Good guys. to see you back in Brisbane. Perfect. Exactly. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Cheers. Well, uh, okay. welcome back, guys. Bryn. What a guest. What Finn, a guest. though, on the other hand, keeps clapping because he wants to sync up audio and there's no camera going. But anyway. I'm not happy. I'm not I'm happy, not happy with him. It's, it's really frustrating, honestly. Like, you got something wrong with you, Matt. <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> anyway, that was an awesome interview. And I was, I was really interested on his take on um, American universities yeah. and what it was like. especially And that process, yeah. That was really interesting. A different look at it. But also the pathways that you can take as a aspiring tennis player again you see the demonors and stuff like that pretty much straight out of school but then yep. you see people go to the states as well it's really interesting to see both um and we got that so. yeah it's a good thing for schoolboys to look up for you know exactly and that's a big guy over, over overseas to play sport they get to play they get to train in these professional facilities mm. get to travel a bunch and get a degree at the same time it's best of all three worlds i guess in that stage Anyway, this week we have a huge game against, uh, in the Neeple this is, against uh, Sydney Swans Neeple squad and the Aspley Hornets Neeple squad. Battle of third and fourth. We'll see how that goes. Uh, last week's um, match to watch in the Neeple turned out excellently because the Lions won by something like 100 points. So, Yep. What y'all want to see? I think I described it as unreal. Unreal, Perfect description eh? for it, yeah. Perfect yeah. description for it. Perfectly put, mate. But mm. uh, hopefully we get a closer game this weekend um, from a neutral point of view, but we'll see. Let's hope so. Um, in the QAFL, we have some good games. You've got Surfers, Palm Beach, Corumbin. That's a great game. Um, and you also have a bit of a brizzy derby of uh, Morningside and Wilson Grange. Their women, I think, in their twos are also going into the semifinals, Wilson Grange. So that'll be interesting to watch if you're at the ground on the day. Um, but, yeah, what have we got in QRL well, up next week? Did the Lions play the Bulldogs this weekend? Are we still talking about this? <laughs> are, we, are we still going to talk about it? Do we need to do the whole <laughs> door gag again? I thought that was really funny. It wasn't that funny. No, it was a bit of comedic genius from me going out a second time. I thought that was... That you know, it, it just sprung to me no. that... Uh, I should make this. All right, go see. All right, all right. What's going on in the world of rugby league this weekend? Yeah, Campbell, well, don't look so depressed. <sighs> the, it's hard. It's hard <laughs> the the QRL we've got um, in the QRL no real standout games. Um, there's a few um, games like little battles for for positions. So we've got the Ipswich Jets and the uh, Winter Manly Seagulls. Um, sorry, the Tweed Seagulls, Tweedhead Seagulls. Um, Battling off for that top eight spot. Um, so Ipswich are ninth, Seagulls are seventh. And then we got the Dolphins and Tigers. They're all trying to fight for that uh, that top eight spot and finals footy. Um, the NRL, although, um, they have some unbelievable games coming up in the NRL. 
Um, of course, we got the Broncos and North Queensland Cowboys. Um, that derby, it always produces a good game. Oh, always yeah. does. One point thrillers. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've got um, all the top four sides playing each other. So the Sydney Roosters and Canberra Raiders. Bit of a second September versus, preview. Yeah, yeah, second versus third. I think all these teams will be the top four at the end. Yeah. Um, Melbourne and Souths, of course. That'll mm-hmm. be another great game. Yeah, one to note in the uh, Broncos-Cowboys game, Matt Gillett is still not in the squad. Yes. Still injured. Um, didn't train today or yesterday. No, he's had a poor run of injuries, that guy, hasn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. a great Brian, player. But and then he had something year for injuries as well. Year, yeah. I want to say his... No. I was going to say back, but that's not right. Uh, could have been. Or his neck or something like that. See, this, is, this is professionalism, yeah. isn't it, guys? Yeah, we We're, just know he had a done our research. Injury, and that's about it. But uh, who do the Warriors lose to this weekend? <laughs> yeah, well, the <laughs> Warriors got absolutely done over by the Raiders. Of They've course, got 14 men on the field, mate. Yeah, that I, I, I'm not sure if you heard last week, but uh, Finn had a little bit of a rant about See, the refs. I don't think the refs have much to do with you losing a game by 40 points. Yeah, See, you can't help when we had a go at Campbell earlier about the Bulldogs losing, you could try that with me, but even though I support the Warriors, I'm on your side here. <laughs> I, th- I think it's funny. Yeah. Funny from a depressed fan who <laughs> just accepts it point of view, but... Um, oh. See, oh. I came in with hope into this game. <laughs> How I was like, do you go for the Warriors? Okay. Seriously, Lions versus Bulldogs. We win this game. We're in for a run. Did they win? <laughs> okay, seriously, you got to stop. I'm Fine. trying not to swear because we're a family-friendly show. <laughs> Piss off, mate. Um. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, open the door again. Let's do that game. All right. Enough of the Bulldogs. And, uh, I don't we'll want to talk about to it. We'll flick to the world of rugby union. Mm. We won't touch on the NPL again, guys, because we did that a bit earlier. Uh, but in the world of GPS rugby, huge game this weekend. Epi host Nudgy. Now, similar tale to last week. Nudgy, if they lose, they're gone. And you'd have to say, with the form that Southport are in, you know, with Epi having to play them soon, I think they haven't played them yet this season. I, I, I feel like this is Ipswich's season online. Oh, well, yeah, on exactly. Line That's Both I mean. teams have got a lot to play for. And I, I feel like we keep putting doubt against Nudgy. I feel like we keep doubting them. But, I mean,. It also feels like they're walking on, well, skating on thin ice a little bit. It's because bit. it's so new to us, isn't it? Like yeah. I think you said earlier, we we haven't seen Nudgy be this vulnerable in a long, long no. time. So well, let's not forget they only lost by one point to probably equal, did, but the equal best side in the yes, comp. But one point is still a loss, Gussie. It's still a loss. Yeah. And a GPS. Well, one loss. We'll see. We'll see how they go against Ipswich. Um, Ipswich really need to win this game if they're going to stamp their authority on this competition they because really, this is the first this, this is test. this is the game to win if you're going to win one this season yeah. um i'm not sure is that at nudgy or ipswich? That ipswich so that's something going in their so favor any ippy old boys and current students if you're listening to this flock out and yeah support your boys because this is a they're, they're going to need it they're going to need it they really this is their first real test this yeah. season if i'm not mistaken do you want to say it a third time do you want to say it a third time? Well, I mean, <laughs> I might go a fourth, actually. Um, no, but it is, though. Like, who, have they, who else have they played this season? They've played Toowoomba and someone else. Someone else. Someone else. Okay. Brizzy Grammar. Oh. Yeah, so two real tough tests um, so far in Come the on, season. Come on, mate. We're nearly done. Brisbane Grammar, especially. Done, yeah, let's get out of here. And, um, yeah, we touched on the Prem Grade stuff before. Again, the prelim final between... The Gallopers, Jeeps, and the mm, students yeah. in the UQ. Mm. Winner moves on and plays brothers in the grand final At next Ballymore week. Again. Loser goes home. So, yeah. 
I don't think these players will be quite ready for Mad Monday yet, but not quite yet. We'll see. The East players probably are. <laughs> we already had it. Yeah, unfortunately, shouldn't be celebrating too much about uh, after that performance, though, yeah. should they? I think Not they so they expect Monday. they expect a better. I spoke to um the East skipper earlier in the week for rugby news. A little bit of a flex. We're a little bit of a flex, but um, and he was quite confident heading into that game. So I think, you know, they would be mm. very disappointed with that loss. Very disappointed. They walked into that match. I think they'd only they'd won four of their last five before that. But they were coming up against a team in UQ who had lo- who had won six of their last seven. So it was really mm. a form battle, and they lost the it. students, man, they just blew them away in the first half. Yeah, red heavies going at it. Red heavies. Um, but also we've got this is the final series at Ballymore as well. Yeah. Like the last one before the redevelopment. Interesting to see what the stadium will look like after the redevelopment. But it's just awesome. Footy at Ballymore. I, I love it. I was down there last week. You were. And it is awesome being at Ballymore. I remember going there for the first time a few years ago. And it is just insane. It's kind of... It's a stadium in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's <coughs> an odd position. But, um, yeah, it's one hell of a stadium. Oh, yeah. The fact it's not used more is a bit disappointing. Like, I'd love to see the Raw use it. It'd be great for the Raw. Because um, at the end of the day, the Raw, they only get... Five to ten thousand to a game, I think. They don't need Suncorp. I don't go to. I don't. I don't go to games. It's not really on my radar for the last few years. And to be honest, that's because they're not a winning side. Yeah, they're not. That's ex- the reality. Yeah. And we can talk talk about promotion and relegation stuff, but that's seriously that's a uh, that's a two hour monologue. So a whole, I could pull up pull out of nowhere, but um, yeah, I don't know. I think teams like that, teams who maybe are struggling on fan attendance, I'd love to see it at Ballymore. Pack that out, and man, having the den there or it would echo it would just be i was just thinking unreal. That. i was just thinking that like small stadiums although it's not enclosed so there's a bit that's of true vocal issues it's an awesome stadium and you get those kind of more intimate experiences from that and it looks more full it's like non-league or english football isn't it mm. you know those smaller teams you know obviously not the teams in the premier league and the championship Quick shout out to you. The Premier League starts this week, but we'll come back to that in a second. So excited for that um, one. I do have to say, non-league, I do support a team in Division 6. Why? Um, yeah, why, is why? why? Why is, is that? I was their first ever international order um, oh, really? when I bought their jersey. Well, Dad got me the jersey for my birthday, and um, he was like, yeah, we live in Australia. And they went, really? We don't They're ship like, to Australia. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, yeah this, is, this is a Nigerian scammer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Good old Dartford. They lo- they started their 2019-20 campaign with a commanding 4-1 loss. So go- <laughs> come on, Welcome you darts. Welcome to the team, brother. Welcome to the team. We're talking about my losses all yeah, but episode. That's the beauty of supporting a team in Division 6 of English football. No, no one's one going to bag you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what about who? Dart- I barely know who they are. Dartmouth. Yeah. I play with them on Football Manager. Striker, football Righto. Manager, though. Okay. Righto. Well, wow. in, in other sporting news, of course, massive results. Humongous. Massive result. Australia taking down England in the first test of the Ashes. Of course, who, who saw this coming? England. Seriously. Fresh, I know it's a different format, but England fresh off their tied World Cup final. Mm-hmm. Mm. No one got that joke then, did you? No. Mm. Tied World Cup final? No. Well, I'm a better Kiwi? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Move on. Yeah, okay. That was a mess. Right. I'm too All right. good for you guys. All right. All, right. All right. Anyway, well, they won <laughs> the first test, of course, by 251 runs, yeah. um, which is quite a commanding win when you think about it. That's yeah. 
that's quite massive. Of course, Smithy. I was after Smithy. after the yeah, after the first day, I was I was expecting bad things. Seriously, mm-hmm. when they rolled us for two hundred odd, um, and got past our first innings total in well, I think it's fair to say no that without time. Steve Smith, Australia would have been in real strife. And it's maybe it's kind of pointing at the obvious there, but um, yeah, his took two. two Two tons, just absolutely amazing. Joins a really elite club by doing that. Um, yeah, good stuff. Definitely, definitely. Of course, and uh, Nathan Lyon, I think, changed that match for, for Australia as well. The GOAT. Um, as soon as he took that wicket um, of Moen Alley yes. in the first innings, I knew there was something. I, I thought that was the changing, the, the turning point in that game. Mm. As soon as he went straight through Moen Alley, God, Moen Alley's bad batsman. But he's a terrible player. What's the deal between those two? Hasn't Lyon taken eight of the ten? Sorry, he's he's gotten Moen Alley out eight of the last ten times oh, yeah. in Ashes cricket. Uh, yeah, he's his bunny. Honestly, he can't he can't play spin. Yeah, is Gaz the best spin bowler since? No, no, oh, no. since since yeah. since uh, you know who. No, I don't think Warnie. so. Warnie. I don't think Is he it? can... Mr. Ashley Martin, you might like him, mate. Yeah, jog on, mate. <laughs> well, they're such different bowlers. You can't really compare them. I mean, I, don't, I guess they're both spinners, but... I mean, Warnie was just so... So dominant. So kind of, yeah, dominant, revolutionary kind of... And they're both absolute characters, aren't they? But probably for different reasons. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And, uh, Have you seen his kids? His kids look exactly like him. Yeah. Yeah. Warnie. Yeah. What? Yeah. Pre-plastic surgery or? Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> post too. Uh, Pre-hair hair loss? Who knows? Hair loss well, isn't a joke, mate. That's uh... <laughs> Come to Ashley and Martin this week. Again, not a sponsor. Yeah, not sponsor, 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 sponsor. The They're not paying us for that one. And yeah, boys, I think we'll wrap it up there just by saying that. Rugby no, union. Let's keep talking about Ashley Martin. Ashley and Martin. No. Ashley. <laughs> Finn, have you gone to It's an, an issue Ashley? facing thousands and thousands, if not millions of Boy, Australians every year. <laughs> no, but well, what is a joke here? When we're making a joke out of you. Open the door. It's, it's always... <laughs> Do it. Let's make it another go. It might be funny this time. It might be funny this what time. What do you reckon, listener? Would it be funny? Okay, let's not okay. refer to them as a listener. Okay. Um, Bledisloe Cup action this Bledisloe weekend. Cup. That's normally very good from my point of view, not so much yours. Yeah, but I'm not particularly looking forward to it. No, I am looking forward to it. But um, It's over in Perth, the first Bledisloe in Perth, I think, in a while. If not, I'm not looking ever. forward to it. If I'm going to be honest, not looking forward to it. The All Blacks coming off two disappointing performances. They just got past Argentina and Buenos Aires a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And the something happened with South Africa a few weeks ago that I don't really want to talk about. But Let's I, talk about it, seeing as I'm half South African. It was a few weeks ago, um, Campbell. Well, it's still current. Still current. They played a bit dog. That remind no, you of anything? Uh, okay, moving on. Um. Yep. Australia, <laughs> Australia, just to remind everyone, Australia haven't won the Bledisloe Cup since 2002. I don't think we need reminding, mate. Oh. I don't think we need reminding. Uh, I think they do. Can you give us a hacker in studio 2002? Now? Do you know? Dude, I'm a five foot seven white boy. I don't know a hacker. <laughs> <laughs> Not even the one with the tongue out? Oh. <laughs> yeah. no, no, if they, were, if they were doing the hacker, you'd be one in the back back left or right corner, wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, you certainly wouldn't be walking through not the really, troops. Not really expressing yourself <laughs> as I'll much as the other I'll guys. i Yeah. Or you would know, you, you know Richie? <laughs> you know Richie. Yeah. He yeah. used to do it all the time. Richie did it, but Richie I, did it's it? kind of it's 
um, past hands a bit. I don't Who know. Who does it at the moment? TJ Perinara. Yep. Uh, yeah. You don't have to know him, but he sounds Maori, doesn't he? He so, sounds Maori, yeah. No, he's a very good player. The uh, backup halfback for okay. the All Blacks at the moment. He does it. He does it. Interesting. Um, backup halfback, wow. Yeah. Not the most intimidating bloke you'd think, but... He's actually very good. Must put on a very scary face. He does. He, halfback. um, yeah. The tongue comes right out. Yeah. So... Enough, very intimidating. Well, on that, Jack Pack, uh, we're <laughs> heading out. <laughs> just just had to throw that one in there, didn't you? Just getting away from that one. Anyway, you can find us on all of our social medias. Our Instagram is underscore beyond the sidelines underscore. Our Facebook is beyond the sidelines. You can also find us on a bunch more places this week, which is really interesting. You can find us on YouTube, obviously, same as always. Don't you dare start to cut. E clapped. Okay. Uh, you can also find us Fit, on I'm going to kill you. I'm going to. You might as well just I'm walk gonna out. I'm going to put mate. a pillow over walk your out, head. Walk out, walk out. I'll do both of you walk out. I'll finish this. I'm going to I'm going to uh, put time out. Time out. I'm going to put a pillow over you Finn's head tonight and make sure he doesn't fucking breathe. Out you. Get out of here. I need peace and quiet. They won't know I'm here. Get die. out. I know you're, you're here. Die. That's what matters. All right, Angus is left. Now it's pretty, only uh, Finn and I. Anyway, you can find us as always, on YouTube, Spotify. Um, you can also find us on a bunch more places. We're on things like Anchor, Breaker, uh, Stitcher, Pocket Casts. You can find us on a bunch. So um, you probably found us on them. But if you hear one that you like more, maybe Boys give it a listen. Boys and back. Okay, on that just... note, uh, I just went to the toilet. Yeah, all right. he didn't go to the toilet. All right. Thank you very much for listening. See you next week. Yeah.